Tuesday morning and since it's Tuesday, you know it, we're going to be talking about food with the one and the only Andrew Dembina. Anders, good to speak to you. How are you doing today? Good to speak to you, Noreen. Good, thanks. It's, uh, I'm just enjoying all this blue sky. I know it's really hot, but it looks good to have a nice bit of blue rather than grey, doesn't it? You're right. It is very, very hot, but you know, I think the, the beauty of the scenery offsets it a little bit. I find it does. sort of it does. sure thing. Yeah. So you sent over uh, quite a few interesting pictures, which I've posted on the Facebook for our listeners to check it out. Um, uh, blah, which one do you want to start with first? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Well, I tell you what, just to just to make uh, make it a bit awkward, not really, but I didn't select a picture for the first thing I want to talk about. So, so the pictures I did send uh, will come to soon. But I want to mention this first. It's something locally connected, very locally connected. We in Hong Kong get our first taste of some very, very top regional drinks award action on the night of July the 18th. That is next Tuesday when the winners of Asia's 50 best bars will be announced right here in the FAR. And it's the first time ever that... Um, this that's been going for a handful of years has generally been held in Singapore. So take that, Lion City. Whoa, eh? whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's happening next Tuesday at the Rosewood Hotel, uh, and it will be inviting people from across the region um, to attend, including uh, the Pacific region. So it's open to uh, Australia as well. Uh, I think New Zealand as well as that. Uh, so it's the top 50 list, which I've been speaking to you about for some years now. It uh, was an offshoot of the world's best restaurant 50 list, which has the top 50, which every restaurant wants to get into in the world. They also have numbers 51 to 100. And then more than 10 years ago, the first offshoot happened where they did a Latin American edition. Then came the hot, I'm sorry, the Asian edition less than 10 years ago. It's about seven years max, I think. And we've been talking about it since it happened. COVID made it happen online a couple of times in Singapore. It had been a live event pre- prior to that. Last year, it was live again as Singapore uh, had already re- lifted its restrictions and people did go from Hong Kong and Macau uh, as well as from other parts of the region. Now, we're hosting it next week. It will be available until at the end of this segment. It'll be available on a special YouTube link that anybody can watch it. But it is an invitation-only event for the industry. Um, and there will be some media there as well. But it's industry. So people are, are able to attend top chefs that are in charge of kitchens that have been nominated or that expects to be nominated. Those that have been in the list before will be around hopefuls will be in attendance uh, as, as well. Um, and it's, um, so we've had restaurants and bars, uh, top 50 lists around the world, around the region. This one, um, to recap, is the best bars of Asia, 50 best bars, right? So it's going um, uh, to be interesting to see how Hong Kong does. Every time I talk about the results of these, we're always comparing ourselves to Singapore. The reason is that Singapore does have some <coughs> tremendous uh, bars and restaurants as well, and, and it's, it really does keep the 
the, the challenge going between the two sitters in the food and drinks industry. So, not for those who cannot attend the live thing, not only will they be able to see a live feed on YouTube, but also uh, a number of people who are coming over, especially to hopefully for them pick up some accolades to get a good placing in the top 50, or maybe it will end up being the top 100 for them if they don't make the top 50. They will be doing some special events, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic drinks, in some of the territories here, more interesting bars. Doesn't mean all super high-end. Some of them will be, though, uh, like um, you know those that are at the Rosewood Hotel. Uh, but, but luckily, or thankfully, I'm grateful for this, that some of the the world and different regions top 50 bars are a little more accessible um than being you know sort of always in uh very very high priced establishments there's a reason why um that why the best um bars are in those places that are pricey because they make their cocktails alcoholic or not um so tasty because they are using the labour and the ingredients that, that that cost a lot more than being able to do it on a you know on a more reasonable on a more scale. budget yeah so, on a budget yeah I mean I mean they, they will make their own steeped alcohols or steeped um, sodas or mixers you know taking a labour intensive way of doing it I've been into some um, some kind of um, almost science lab areas where people are infusing. Um, with with small stills, with metal or copper stills, or in you know, all sorts of kind of bell jars, it looks like a, a science lab. What's what some people are doing over the over the years to really wow their drinkers. So, so the it, it pays off, but it is time. It, it takes a lot of time to do that. So there are going to be some takeovers then at some of the best rated watering holes in Hong Kong. And uh, as I say, not all of them are. Uh, are, are high-priced, high-end ones. Um, a lot of them are. But there'll be, just to let people know that um, there will be top bar personnel, uh, bar managers, I, I sort of refuse, apart from to illustrate what I don't want to say, uh, to call them mixologists, because I just really can't stand that uh, phrase. I know it is a commonly used one, but I find that quite annoying. Um, there will be a lot of bars from uh, different places that are, at the moment, uh, from the last year, 2022 list, already placing very comfortably in the best bars in Asia. So there's going to be representatives from a couple of good, great Tokyo bars, Bar Trench, which is number 25 at the moment uh, in the Asian uh, top 50. Uh, also from Tokyo is the SG Club, number 21 in the current uh, two, 2022 guide, uh, sorry, list from last year. Three from Bangkok, the Bamboo Bar, which is the Mandarin Oriental Hotel at number 46. They will be sending someone here to be in bars. Vespa, Bangkok, um, again, number 19. Bangkok's Tropic City, number 24. This is really amazing. We're getting um, uh, 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 tens and tens of some of the best people behind bars in Asia coming here because they're attending this event and sensibly some bars have invited them to do a little takeover for a few days. It's all starting from the 15th, so that's uh, Saturday. There will be some bartenders doing their thing in different bars around Hong Kong until the 18th. Most of them are doing it between the 15th and 18th because the 18th is the night 
that the awards are going to be announced, that the ceremony will take place. I think one or two are staying on till the end of that week because they're arriving a bit later than this coming weekend, the 15th. And I'll just name a few others for, for the listeners. Um, employees only, they, they're, they're, which has also had a place in uh, Lang Kwai Fong in Hong Kong from some years ago. Uh, that's number 77 in the current list. The, also from Singapore, one of the other three bar tenders that are coming over here is the uh, co-founder of a place called the No Sleep Club. That's a great name for a bar, isn't it? The No Sleep Club. <laughs> number 15 on Asia's Best Bars 2022. Says also, what it does on the tin, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Hopefully it's No Sleep because they're really great drinks. Yeah. Um, and uh, rather than turning everyone into an insomniac. Um, and... Uh, the Tippling Club, that's been around for a very long time, even in the world's best list uh, of, oh, wow. uh, in the top 100. Uh, it's currently number 27 in Asia's best list. There's also the Good Friends Club from Penang. It's nice to see somewhere in Malaysia that's not a capital city, but from Penang coming along. And there is Dean and Nancy Bar from Sydney, Australia. And uh, a couple of bars from Shanghai as well in the section that is called Best Discovery. So they're not in the top 100 from Asia, but they are, um, yeah, they're, they're from the Best Discovery. So there's the odd couple from Shanghai. There's also one from Seoul called um, um, Pine and Company, Seoul and 50 Best Discovery. And from Dubai. Dubai gets uh, um, uh, someone coming in who's not in the Asia top list, but from the world's best 50 bars, number 45, Dubai's Galaxy Bar. Mm. Um, I, I, all I'll say, there are many more, but these won't mean a lot to a lot of people. I'll, I'll, instead of naming every detail, there's also from Mexico, North America, 50 best bars from this year, 2023, and uh, someone from Milan, from a bar. I like this description. Benjamin Kavanagh, who is the top man behind the bar from the Milan bar called 1930, which is currently at number 35 in the world's 50 best bars. This bar, the 1930, is, has, has been called uh, in one publication the most in inaccessible bar of all Milan due to its highly secret location and exclusive entry requirements. So it might be easier to get into this bar when he's over here in Hong Kong to taste what his signature drinks are than, uh, than trying your luck in Milan for that 1930 bar. So, um, yeah, a lot going on. The best way to find out about this, to be honest, because they are the marketing for this is very scattered. All of those that I mentioned and more, um, the, the, it will be the advertising or trying to let people know about this is happening from different freestanding bars, bars in hotels, bars across town. So the best way to find out is to use good old Google and uh, put in Asia's best, sorry, Asia's 50 best bars 2023 Hong Kong. Put it into Google and you will find out uh, the details on those and more that I have mentioned. So do also, if you're interested, if you're a real cocktail uh, and bar type of uh, interested person, you can find on YouTube on the evening of Wednesday, the sorry, Tuesday, the 18th next week uh, of July, you can find a live stream uh, from, um, from 7 p.m. They'll be streaming, and it'll be uh, 50 best bars. So you go to YouTube, and you can put in 
the at symbol 50 best bars all one word and you will find that feed next tuesday and we'll see how we do in hong kong and how how we how we get on it will be next tuesday evening though so i won't be able to report it next week okay on to an evergreen topic we might sometimes wonder um whether chefs read or care what food critics write i sometimes ask chefs this when i interview them uh oh and and uh, bar managers it's interesting well one high profile chef certainly does care and um, no surprises if you've seen noreen's uh facebook page today you'll know who the chef in question is right noreen go uh, yes i do know am i supposed to <laughs> yeah. l- list him, uh, name him yeah oh gordon ramsay yeah gordon ramsay couldn't be more high profile than that particular fella and he um has had an ongoing spat um uh, according to uh, press reports in the uk over the last year or so um uh, with a tv personality and also a uh, very entertaining critic of restaurants and things food and drinks wise that is often published in the independent of the guardian newspapers he's a tv personality though in food programs or is called on to talk about sort of restaurant trends and so on so yeah his name is jay rayner jay is not an initial it's his first name is jay rayner um and he is someone that we talked about um a few weeks or maybe a month ago noreen when we were talking about his yeah um, he looks familiar no wonder yeah, well, yeah. it's because he wrote that interesting piece about um, about don't um, don't walk into a restaurant unless you check out their font and their adjectives and how they describe their dishes, which was a which was a really amusing article which I enjoyed and I think you did too when we were talking about that. Um, but it, but but it, but these guys on social media have had a long standing at each other. Um, it was um, it all started. Uh, when Jay Rayner, the critic and media star, um, got uh, uh, the backup of Gordon Ramsay, Chef Gordon Ramsay, when Rayner tweeted um, something about his management style, which followed the episodes of a, uh, of a UK TV show called Future Food Stars. And it was Ramsay's usual sort of abrasive nature that got comments on Twitter from Rayner. Um, it was it was um, Gordon Ramsay being very severe with a lot of contestants and having people speechless, couldn't not not able. You know, he's used to dishing out those kind of uh, shouting, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and people didn't know how to respond, and so Rayner took up their defence, Jay Rayner. And he uh, and I'll give you a couple of examples because sometimes it is entertaining for us to hear about these sort of things. Um, he, he he said after one very fiery uh, episode, "Is this all you have, uh, Gordon Ramsay?" And he he put an at in front of Gordon Ramsay so that Ramsay would see it, shouting at people, swearing at people, humiliating people, making people cry, and then punching in the air um, after after you've. Uh, after the cameras have turned off. I don't know how, how Jay Rayner would, would, would know that if the cameras are off, but anyway, that's just what he felt. And uh, less than half an hour after Jay, after, uh, Jay Rayner posted that, Ramsey replied, which is amazing, because you think how busy uh, Gordon Ramsay must be, and you wonder whether some of these star-type people do their own social sort of uh, media themselves, or whether they have an assistant who, who does all that. 
Uh, actually, maybe that's why he found out so quickly. Perhaps one of his assistants told him about this. Anyway, his reply was, Jay, you inspire me every day, especially after your performance on The Weakest Link. That's a, that's a TV show um, which, uh, which Rayner did really badly in. And uh, people might know that because I think, didn't The Weakest Link have a franchise version in Hong Kong some years ago? I think so. It did. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it? And um, oh, and no. so they, they they conducted this uh, this high profile argument. This is how it all started. But this is going. It started and then it's been going on and off for over a year now. And um, uh, and and Rayner replies. Uh, it was all. It all became a bit school playgroundish, really. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting that people of extremely high um, sort of profileness. Have, have done all this. I did have more examples, but you get the picture. And I want to quickly, in the last few seconds, move over to something you've got another picture of. Just over a week ago, over 20,000 bottles of smuggled wine were seized as part of what Hong Kong Customs described as the city's largest smuggling case on record. That was, that was um, 1.5 billion Hong Kong dollars. You might have seen this story. Which, um, but 20,000 bottles of wine were going to China. And um, uh, because there were lots of other things, electronic goods and so on, that were going there. And very interestingly, a lot of them were Australian wine, which has had very, very high tax put on, you know, the, because of uh, relations between Australia and China. And so they, they caught what they uh, can only imagine may or may not be part of an ongoing um, sort of amount of wine that's been going to, um, to mainland China um, since the... Uh, High, um, extra high taxes have been on it. I know we're out of time, Noreen, so I will stop there for today. Perfect timing. Well, thank you so much, Andrew, for your time today uh, to talk about all things food-related. And I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you.